1: And welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Laurie Reichel, the Puberty Prof. If you've been listening into this podcast, you know it's geared towards parents and other caregivers, including educators like health teachers, to make sure that we're doing the best we can to help young people go through those years, not only survive them, but thrive through those preteen and teen years. And so this session, this season of the Puberty Prof Podcast is about giving more updated information about puberty and adolescence, as well as the tools that we can provide for young people. Today's episode is going to focus on some basic things we can talk about regarding planning and goal setting. And to help us out, I have invited Ms. Jackie Dibzynski, who is a colleague of mine uh, in New York at another university? And I'm looking so forward to her conversation. I have to admit, when I first met her and she talked about how she teaches about skills, but particularly her favorite skill is planning and goal setting, I noted she said the word planning. And a lot of people don't always say that word planning when they talk about goal setting. So I'm looking so forward to our conversation, and we're going to break it up into two different recordings. So before I continue talking more about what this episode is going to focus on, let me have Jackie say hello, and would you say hi to our audience?
2: Hi, everyone. I'm very happy to be here today, and um, thank you, Lori, for having me um, do this podcast with you.
1: Well, again, I'm thrilled to have you. And so, again, I'm speaking with uh, Ms. Jackie Tabczynski. And can you tell us a little bit about your background, Jackie?
2: Sure. Um, so I'm 21 years into health education. I graduated from SUNY Brockport in health education and immediately went to my first job that I stayed in teaching health for 16 years until I came to SUNY Brockport. I've always had a passion, even in my undergraduate, for skills-based health education. Um, I spent a lot of time in content courses, and I said, this isn't going to change behavior in students. Um, One of the things that um, I went to was an alcohol drug class in which the professor exposed me to life skills um, by Gilbert Abotten. I think I said that wrong, but basically, I was like, this is it. This is what we need to do. At the same time, I was also tapped to work with uh, Genesee Bailey Bosons, who was the um, hub of health support services for the state of New York. And they asked me to help write the guidance document with them. And so I spent some time um, over three years writing that document and then writing an exemplar Unit plan based on that for the state. So this was this is something I've been passionate about, I guess, for a very long time. So having this opportunity to come to higher ed and be able to share um, the things my learning from being in the classroom with uh, teachers is really exciting.
1: I that guidance document that you referred to, Jackie. I remember when I had the initial trainings and that paradigm shift of instead of focusing on so much content, like factual information, because sometimes we think as adults that if we tell young people all of this information, that's going to change behavior. Yet like you noted in that one course, that doesn't mean, you know, just because we talk about alcohol and other drugs, it doesn't mean students aren't going to use them. Young people won't use them. It's more, how can we provide the life skills behind it? And when I asked you what life skill you wanted to talk about, you jumped to planning and goal setting, which I was like, great, why that one?
2: Well, planning and goal setting is one of my favorites because it really puts students in charge of their own health and really planning that health out and having ideas of what they want to do, what they don't want to do and how they want to attain it. And this gives them a lot of power and control over their own health versus us telling them go exercise for 30 minutes a day. Um, If they're planning on their own and they know that that goal can change and shift as they grow over the wellness spectrum, then that gives them a tool set that follows with them for the rest of their life. So I'm a fan of planning and goal setting because of that. It puts not just the goal in there but it puts in all the supports to be able to attain goals and that's applicable everywhere that's applicable in their job someday it's applicable in their health it's it's really every part of them and giving them control over what they choose so that's i love why that I like it. <laughs> yeah because
1: it gives the young people ownership for what to do. And so if we can focus on this episode about what the basics are specifically for planning and then goal setting, Mm -hmm. and then for the next episode, if we can have like a more concrete example, if it works out that way, that'd be really great. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, when you mentioned that this was a favorite of yours and it's National Health Education Standard number Mm 6, if I'm remembering my numbers correctly, and we have it in the New York State Guidance Document, too. But you you were very specific about planning and goal setting. So to you, what is that planning part? What is that about?
2: So the planning part is a variety of things. Um, and this is also in the standards as well as in the guidance document. Um, it's really looking at, okay, I have this goal. Now what? How do I make it happen? It's all about the Pieces that we put in place to ensure that my goal is met. So I start to look at who are those people in my life who can help me and how can they help me? So support, sometimes we just have students write down their name. You don't have them sit there and go, how are they going to help me? What do I need from them to help me achieve this goal? So the support is one piece. Um, They have to look at, like, why are they doing this? Why are they choosing this goal? What are the rewards intrinsically, not just extrinsically? Students, uh, we know that extrinsic rewards can work for a short period of time, but ultimately people maintain their goals more more when they are using that intrinsic motivation. Like, I want to do this because I want to make this up, you know, (laughs) for example. Um and then they have to also look at and be very self-reflective to be able to know what's going to be a barrier for them. How are they, what are the things in their lives that um influence their behavior that maybe isn't always um a positive? It might take them away from their goal. So how do I um identify what those barriers are and then um there's some, then they have to come up with how are they going to overcome that barrier. So what are they going to do differently than they've done in the past to be able to overcome that barrier? Um, I'm trying to think of a quick example here because this one's um, one we used to do, uh, I think a think aloud in class with. And uh, so the barriers can be anything. Um, I'll use one I used to use with the kids. So my my parents um, were immigrants. And so they had a very specific Christmas dinner Um, and it was Christmas Eve. We never really had anything on Christmas day. It was a regalia, which is a Polish holiday. Um, And in that uh, my parents would have like five or six different meats, but there were never a lot of vegetables and fruits on the table. But that was part of the tradition. Lots of breads, lots of meats, lots of cookies. Um, and so, you know, I would know that was a barrier for me, you know, I would use this as an example, uh, when I was working with students because of my parents' culture and our family's culture. And so I brought the fruit and vegetables all the time to Christmas dinner. So that is how I would use that as an example of a way to overcome their barriers is what can I do differently? You know, I, you know, and, um, that's really powerful to say, this is my barrier and this is what I need to be able to move um, my plan or my goal forward. Um, and then the biggest, the next biggest thing I always have students think about is what are the resources around them? Who besides their supporters? Are there um, local agencies? Are there, um, you know, local gyms? Are there local um, uh, counselors, what what resources are in our community that if they're really kind of struggling, they could go to that. Maybe it's a website for how to quit smoking. Um, so that just kind of gives you an idea of what I think of this planning. Um, one student uh, was drinking soda every day in my nutrition piece that I was doing, and She got her mom to put a glass of milk in the fridge every morning because she wasn't getting calcium um, every day when we looked at her micronutrients. And so she actually completely stopped soda. So the other piece is that it's small changes that have big impacts. So what's the small change that I can make? We think of goals many times as being these great big things. And in reality... Um, Yes, they are, but they also need to have that, when we talk about SMART goals, they have to be very specific and measurable and achievable. So, um, and and they have to be realistic and relevant and time-oriented. So, I want to achieve this by a certain time in my life. And at that point, I might pick up a different goal um, based on what I've achieved. So the I kind of went over both. I went over mm-hmm. planning and goal setting because they are interconnected. Um, because I can't make a, a huge change uh, that I can't attain or that's not realistic. Um, many times our kids don't have control over what's in their home. So how do we help them help themselves um, with the tools that they currently have?
1: I have to say, I love your reference to some of the other standards that exist out there, like the accessing reliable resources and then yes. analyzing influences. So yes. that's where, when we teach in the health classroom, all those skill flash standards all mingle together. It's, it's their, yes. They just work with one another so well. And if you're a parent or caregiver at home, we can still go over this, even though you're like, well, I'm not a teacher. Well, yeah. You can still use these tools to go over with your young person, because what I find is fascinating. And this is where I've talked about goal setting at the high school level is that like when we look at substance use and substances overall, nobody uh, has a goal of getting addicted.
2: No,
1: nobody. And it's like, so how can we plan? That if we're going to choose to use a substance, how are we going to? And I support this for, for older, you know, like for people of legal age, I have to support that. Mm-hmm. Um, that able to use substances, but can how can you make sure that you don't, you know, if you you don't have an unhealthy relationship even with alcohol? Correct. Cool. Right? So, and to have like young people go like, wait a minute, that's right, how do people get there? What was their journey? And then what could have been put in place, you know, because that person have done or others have done to help yeah. create a different journey.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but before we go deeper into like some examples and stuff, because that's going to be in the next episode. Can you go back to that acronym because for goal setting? You had said SMART goals. So no. if you would break down what that means again, that SMART goal. No.
2: So SMART is an acronym. And it means that each letter of SMART is a part of how you write your goal. So it has to be specific. It has to be measurable, achievable, realistic and relevant, and time-oriented. And I always say, if it's not important to the person writing the goal, then it's not relevant. It's not something we should be focusing on. Um, measurement. Um, so time oriented, I'll, I'll, I'm going to work backwards. So I'm going to go from time oriented. So that would be by what time do I want to do this? You know, is it three months? Is it in five months? Um, it has to be realistic to what I want to attain. Um, I'm going to use a goal I recently had. So I have two therapy dogs and I had a goal that I would have both of them trained after one year. Um, through all the training programs and have their certificate fully certified. So I had my deadline as one year. I I really made it realistic because I had to go through two months of training for each dog. So I needed a break in the middle. And I knew I needed a break in the middle because also I had to um, work on bringing the one dog up on for hours. Um, after being, attaining her certification. So I looked at, is it achievable? Can I do this in one year timeframe? Absolutely. You know, um, could I measure it? Yes, I could measure it by the success of of the dogs uh, really getting their certification and then also through um, how they scored on their testing. So there's ways that we can look at the measure to know that we attained it or we didn't attain it. And then it has to be very specific um, to the task that you want to get done. <laughs> so, sorry, joke clearing there a little bit, but that's just a quick example of how to use a SMART goal. Um, mm-hmm. I have lots of students use them over the years for a variety of things, up to and including your situation that you talked about with a student who um, his brother came to me and he says, you know, because you taught planning and goal hunting, my brother came home. He said to mom and dad, I'm an addict. I'm going to rehab. I'll be back in three months. So mm-hmm. it, he recognized mm-hmm. the symptoms that he was addicted yeah. to the substance. And he knew the w- ways that he could resolve that issue. And that's power, again, very that is powerful. Powerful for it, you know his parents were surprised you know like mm-hmm. you know that he did all this on his own but that's what planning and goal setting can bring to students to be able to say no we're not going to prevent everybody from using a drug but we can give them the tool set to be able to um, advocate for themselves um, when they need to.
1: That's a very powerful story that, that, you know, that a child, that a young person, not a child, but a young person uh, noted that, okay, I have an issue here. How can I plan uh, to change my, my path there?
2: Correct. And that's, that's the, the power of planning and goal setting though. Like we might not need it today, but we might need it in 10 years from now. And we still have that in our head and brain in our our head of how to do it. Yeah, Um, because we practiced
1: it. Well, before we conclude for today, I'm going to review in which what you had said about planning, um, that included noting support systems, reason why a person would choose specific goals, a reflection on barriers, including how certain things influence their behaviors Mm -hmm. and how to overcome these barriers, other resources to connect with, uh, doing small changes to support overall goals. And then you said the SMART uh, goal setting. The Would you mind uh, going back over the SMART, what the S-M-A-R-T stands for?
2: So it means specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and relevant, and time-oriented. Excellent.
1: And I think that's, that's great. You know, everything that you just shared. And again, the next episode, we're going to go over some more specifics about planning, end goal setting. Um, But before we end today, do you mind telling people how they might be able to get in touch with you, Jackie?
2: Sure. Um, So I'm at SUNY Brockport. Um, My uh, email address is J, my first letter of my first name, and my entire last name at Brockport.edu. My phone number there is 585-395-5158.
1: And I'll make sure I'll have your information in today's description so people can definitely have easier access to get to it in case they didn't have time to write it down. So I thank you so much for being here today, Jackie. Would you like to say goodbye to our audience just for today's episode?
2: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here and I greatly appreciated the time with you today.
1: Well, I thank you, Jackie. I truly do. And to our listeners out there, feel free to connect with Jackie as well as myself. You can contact me at pubertyprof at gmail.com or go to laurierichel.com or pubertyprof.com. That's my website. You can connect with me there. I thank you so much for listening in and learning more about planning and goal setting. And I hope that you have a happy and healthy
0: day.